Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, God. We just thank you for uh, the Word of God. We just thank you, Lord, that it's going to do what it was accomplished, what it was set out to do, Lord. And we just thank you. We love you. We trust in your Word, your Word alone, Lord. And we just thank you, Lord, for the Word that you're going to give us today. We pray that we would uh, be obedient to your Word. And God, that we would just apply your Word to our lives, that we won't just be hearers, but we'll be doers. Jesus name, Jesus. Um, so uh, Dave is um, meeting with uh, another ministry this weekend. Um, it's kind of an, kind of an incredible turn of events, the way things have kind of unfolded. Um, just out of nowhere, this um, this very large ministry asked him, you know, please come and meet with them. And so it really is a, an amazing opportunity. There's there's all kinds of things connecting uh, with this little church in Bristol, it's amazing, you know, we had Misty Edwards here, I mean, that, that literally, that doesn't happen, okay, it's just that if she would come, I just, just want to raise it to your attention to see that, like, when, it, it just doesn't work that way, you know, I mean, this is God's doing something, so we don't know what he's doing, I mean, we do know he's calling us higher, and it's awesome, but I mean, like, there's opportunities that just all of a sudden open, I just had this week a friend of mine who I've been ministering to, um, got a call from somebody who wants to work with him, and then sitting right there, this other person said, hey, I want to talk to this guy. I need to meet with him, and this was Heidi Baker, meeting with him. So there's there's like this connection now, and Heidi Baker, if you don't know, she's a missionary in Mozambique, and very powerfully used by the Lord, and just on fire. I, mean, just, I don't think I've ever seen anybody as sold out as her. She wants to meet with him and, and work with his ministry, and so because I'm kind of connected to him and Tim, and Josh and I are connected to him. So you see all these connections starting to form. And you know God's doing something. So it's exciting. <laughs> um, you know, we, I, don't, I can't tell you exactly what that will look like. But I just know that it's, it's something God's doing. And I just want to share with you. I mean, this is all the preamble of why I'm standing up here in Dave's now. So <laughs> I, like, I love to talk. I love to preach. But uh, it's a great opportunity for, you know, for the church is what God's doing. I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I know who my father is, so I know it's good. Amen? And, you know, when I was first called to this church, when I came here, the Lord was like, I want you here. Okay? I don't know why, but I mean, I'm just been so blessed being here. It's amazing. So, I'm just excited. So, um, uh, but then on top of that, and I think I, I said this last time that I, um, you know, was honored to speak, um, because uh, it is an honor to come up and speak before you. Because um, I don't feel like, you know, I didn't go to school for this. I don't, you know, it's just, I'm just passionate about what God's doing. And so when I get the opportunity to talk about it, I love to just step into it because it's right. just exciting. And, and I, you know, I'm praying that God would just bless. But see, he already is because Dave calls me. He's like, hey, brother, this came out of nowhere. Um, you know, just because of the way things are going, other people weren't able to speak. And, and he's like, brother, could you speak? And I was like, yeah. I always say yes. But, <laughs> I do always say yes. <laughs> but, you know, last time he was like, I don't know, like when Dave was sick, you know, come up and speak. I had no idea. I was just like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? And he told me. And so this time Dave's like, I want you to talk. And I'm like, well, I'm, this is what I'm focusing on right now. And he's like, well, that works into the message. And if you recall last week or if you weren't here, Dave has started a series on, on 
arate, the, the um, excellence in all things, and, and specifically in how that works with the triune nature of man, you know, we're, we're spirit, we're body, and we're soul. And just like there's the Father, uh, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, and they're all one, yet separate, so are we also one in body, spirit, and soul, and the soul is my mind, will, and emotions, the thing that makes those decisions to do things. So my spirit is made pure by the blood of Jesus, as Ramon was saying, and like, so bless me, brother. Um, right? And then my body is being uh, transformed by the death, by his, by his body on the cross. But what about my mind, will, and emotions, my soul? Like, what does that look like to walk in excellence? And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe more than a couple, maybe a couple months ago, Dave said to me, out of nowhere, he's like, brother, I need discipline in my life. I was like, you? <laughs> like, come on, man. You're like the most together guy I know. He's like, no, I need discipline. And at the same time, what was what I was starting to realize in my life, and actually just been praying, I was like, Lord, I need discipline in my life. You know, I could just see all the ways that I'm missing out because I don't have discipline in my life. And that manifests in so many different ways. And so Dave said, hey, um, I want to start doing jujitsu. You want to do that with me? And I said yes. It's kind of a martial arts thing. Uh, it's it's more it's more like wrestling. Really, it's really it's just a wrestling thing. But it, it has applications. It's and it's it's something you know it's physical. You're, it's something to, to improve in. Um, and it's not just sitting on the couch. Amen. And so uh, I said yes, not even knowing what it was. And now I'm doing it. <laughs> well, it's just you know have fellowship with Dave. It's fun. And. Um, and so it's really been blessing me. But what I'm seeing is, as we started down that journey, that's kind of what bore out when Dave said, hey, you know, we're, the church is being called higher, right? Into excellence in all things. And we can all walk higher, right? I mean, there's all, like, no one has to come and tell me where I'm missing it. I know what's going on in my heart. I know where I miss it sometimes. And, and, and amen, I have brothers who come along, like, you know, just recently happened, like, hey, brother, you you kind of talked over that person that time. And, oh, man, I didn't even see that. So, like, the things that we don't see, the Father is faithful and kind and patient to to let us know, like, hey, uh, you're kind of gossiping there when you yes. talk about that person. You know, that's kind of a gossiping thing. In fact, Anne reminded me of that last week. Like, you know, you were kind of gossiping. <laughs> okay? Right? So how do I get that? How do I... Like, okay, I see it. All right, I'm not denying it. There it is. How do I walk higher in that thing? Because I've been, um, as some of you know, and I mean, uh, I've said before, it was, um, you know, I've been in the church 45 years. There should be a difference sitting in the church for 45 years. I mean, you, should be, you would think, like, man, it's Jesus Christ up there. He's walking up. You know what I mean? But I mean, there's things that could go like 30 years or 20 years and never deal with an issue in your life. Like, and so I got to the point a couple of years ago, um, maybe more, but, you know, Lord, I'm singing songs about joy and peace. How come I don't have joy and peace in my life? I, I, I'm, I'm reading about purity. How come I'm not walking pure? I'm supposed to be the reflection of who you are in the world. How come I'm getting angry and I'm flying off into rage? I used to have, I don't think I had a huge issue with rage. And of course, you never do think it's... (laughs) But um, just this morning, and it's funny, 
I never know how this is going to go. Um, the Lord's had me, I don't write things down. I'm just, the Lord says, come talk, and it's the very issue that I'm doing in my life. And so I want to give you something, I, I'm like, out of what I'm actually walking in. It's not, I'm not selling you something. I'm telling you what I'm walking in. This is how I'm walking and what the Lord's doing in my life, and it's amazing. Right? And I'm seeing such fruit because I'm putting these things to practice. And so what I want to do is just go through some verses and walk that out. But uh, a couple days ago, the Lord reminded me of something, and He's very good at this, is He reminded me of a time when um, my dog ate something. Uh, it was like a toy. It's like a little stuffed animal I had when I was a little kid. It was very, uh, you know, I just wanted to save it forever. And the dog ripped it to shreds. And I flew off into this rage. I think I was in high school. And I mean, I went crazy. And there, there was this tree in the backyard. And I had this axe. And I just, I mean, I just destroyed it. And I mean, I was screaming. I was just out of control. And, and I thought about that. And I was like, wow, Lord, I, I do remember that. That was amazing. Oh, okay. Whatever. And go on with your day, you know? And then this morning, as I'm preparing for the message, I've got all the scriptures written out. I've got little tabs in my Bible set up just so I can turn to each one. I've got everything ready, and I'm, you know, getting ready in the morning, and I, I just let the dogs out. I go up to take my shower. I come downstairs, and there's my Bible. It's shredded. Because <laughs> my dog got up on the table and ate First John out of my mouth. <laughs> All the little tabs to turn to. Now, I'm not very good with numbers and, like, Knowing, quoting specific verses, so I had to write them out so I can, you know, so it can look cool. So it can look good. Like, hey, brother, turn to Deuteronomy 6 4. And, you know, like, how did you know that? Like, oh, I have the, the tab. See, I'm not good at that. But see, this is, what, this is what I love about what God's doing here. Yeah. Is because you, you get the, the reality of what God's doing. It's, just, it's like, like, I don't know if you noticed, but every song we sung is speaking towards the message. I mean, I wrote it down in my hand because it was just, it was wrecking me. It was wrecking me. <laughs> Be lifted high. How do I do that? Follow my commands. If you love me, follow my commands. Oh, no, you never let go. You're never going to stop drawing me in. You never let go. I will never leave you or forsake you. Whoa! Awesome. Oh, come to the altar. <laughs> I'm coming up for it. Here I am. I've been up, and, and as we're worshiping, the Lord was reminding me. He's like, why do you think you're here today? It's because of all the times you came to the altar and laid at my feet and wept. My I'm God. telling you, I've messed up a lot. I've gone off the, the rails a lot. Me too. I've missed it a whole bunch of times. Oh, yes. And come to the altar. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't believe I'm here again. But see, the beauty of the message is I've come to the altar. I'm here. You're here today. Amen. Amen. There's not, it's not an accident that you're here today. This may be the only time you ever come to this church, but it's no accident you're here today because the Lord wants you to hear this. Amen? That's, I mean, I get excited about that. So then when Dave says, I want you to speak on this, and it's the very thing I'm walking out, and I'm like, okay, Lord, let's go. Uh, I mean, it's just the verses that I'm going to share is the verses I've been reading. Because, I mean, I didn't have to think hard about it. I was like, well, we'll just talk about this, Lord. And then, then this morning we had this demonstration. The dog rips the Bible. And I was like standing there like, oh. I can kill this little dog. And I have actually, admittedly, I'm just confessing. I have threatened before to get rid of the dog. And the kid's like, Dad, no, you can't do that. 
Seth will attest, right? <laughs> so I stood there and I was like, what am I going to do? And so I picked the dog up, and in my anger, like I had the dog, and I was like, ooh, she pees all over me. <laughs> 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 I was like, <laughs> no, I didn't do that. I actually put her down, I was like, get in your cage, and I, I did, I admit, when she went in the cage, I did kick the door closed. I might have done it, because I was like, man, I'm really mad. And so I'm standing over her, and she's like, looking at me, and I'm like, I am really mad. And the Lord's like, yeah, but you're not enraged. Wow. Bro, come on. Bro. There was a time when I used to, I was, you know, that would have been enough to, in fact, I, I did. So there's a testament that the Lord's like, Alan, do you see how I've transformed you? Yes. Your heart's different. You're walking. Wow. Wow. See, so sometimes things come along to reveal the good work he's done in you. That it says that the Lord tested Hezekiah to see what was in his heart. To see what would come out of his heart. So when things happen and we get squeezed, why does something other than Jesus come out of my heart? Right? If I'm filled with him, I should be squeezed, you should see Jesus. You squeeze me harder, more Jesus comes out. But see, if it doesn't, and I see that, whoa, I see that. Well, that wasn't, that didn't quite line up to what God said. Right? And then what do I do with that? Well, Sharon, can we go to the first slide? Which is Deuteronomy. And I try to make this as big as possible, so I apologize to the people in the back. It's hard to see. But oh, and so for the people at home that might be listening to this, oh, that it's Deuteronomy 5.29, oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always so that it might go well with them and their children forever. And so just before this, in Deuteronomy like 4, is the Ten Commandments. It's all the things. Do not covet, do not lust. Do not kill, do not murder, do not um, steal, honor your parents. And so what's fun is about this verse is like, here's the father saying, this is what the father saying through Moses. Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me. And see, we get tripped up by that fear word. So I, I looked it up. I knew what it was. Um, it's yare. Dave, Dave is really good at these Hebrew words. And I, I just love that about how he teaches, because, I mean, just so you're aware, church, what an asset Dave is. I mean, I've never met anybody who knows Hebrew, who's a Christian professing Christ, who can teach on Hebrew, like, with the best. So that that's like a, I mean, he's a great teacher. It's awesome. Um, yare means fearing, afraid, but morally reverent. It's not out of fear, like, oh my gosh, the little dog in the cage, like, he's gonna kill me. It's I see who you are. I know how awesome you are. It's like if I, you know, one time I was working with electricity. Like I don't like electricity, but I had to work with this cable. And it was a, it was a four forty cable. It's a lot of electricity. And as I was playing with it at this job site, it blew up in my face and it like skipped. But it's like, like oh my gosh, I could have just died. But now I have a very reverent fear of that. Like, I'm not gonna mess with it. I'm not gonna treat it lightly. I mean, it's to be respected. It's not to be trifled with. And this is what God's saying. Oh, that you would understand morally, be reverent, that what I've just given you is for your certain good, that it might go well with you. So when the the world says, oh, God's just out to nail you, no, this says it so that it'll go well with you. I'm telling you what to do and how to live in a way that will bless you and your children forever. You follow these commands and you do these things, you will be blessed. It's a promise. Wow. That's awesome. 
But, of course, those things, like just the, the one command, uh, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not set your desire on your neighbor's house or land, his manservant or maidservant. That's like the Ten Commandments. So just that commandment, I mean, we could probably, I mean, it's a whole teaching on every commandment, but just the commandment not to covet, not to lust, not to desire. Man, get free of that, and all of a sudden, I don't care what kind of car I drive. I don't care where I live. I don't care what I look like. I don't care that I'm going bald. I don't have to covet men who have, you know what I mean? I talk about that sometimes. It's fun. Because the Lord's really blessed me, right? I'm free. I'm free from that. And so as we were worshiping, the, you know, the Lord's like, oh, come to the altar. Alan, how many times have you come to the altar? I'm free from those things now. Because of all the times I've come. But really what I want to stress is in walking out the road. So here God has laid out the road. We know the path. And we talk about the path, about walking. Jesus says the narrow way. Follow me on the narrow way. Not It's not narrow so that you, you know, have to struggle. It's narrow that there's no wiggle room. He says this is the way. That's the law. Awesome. Let's go to the next verse. Sharon, please. 2 Corinthians. So, so here we have, now Christ has come, right? So I have Deuteronomy saying, oh, that you would follow these laws. And, and you know, here's a whole other teaching, but we can't because it's such a high standard. And as Paul says, all have fallen short and missed the glory, right? We, we miss the full manifestation. When we say glory, it's any manifestation of the nature of God. So I can reflect his glory, right, in loving, but I have to first understand who he is, right? And so... 2 Corinthians 3.16 through 3.18, and, and, and I, forgive me, church, because I get so, I can easily get off track, because I get so excited by the word, but, and I didn't even mean to include this, but I had to, but whenever, whenever, not just Sunday, not just right now, whenever, that, that pretty much opens it up, doesn't it? That means anytime. It's not just now, it's anytime. So that's important when you're in the midst of the trial and you're like, oh, I can't come to you now. Whenever, anyone, anyone, that's all of us. All are welcome. All are encouraged and all are drawn in. Anyone turns to the Lord. The veil is taken away. Now, when it, the word Lord there, it's not the Father, it's Jesus. Turns to the Lord. When I, when I turn myself, as Ramon said, if you've accepted Him into your heart with a personal relationship... Now you have access. Now I have access to his heart. I'm not standing far off with my sin keeping me away. My sin's been dealt with. I'm on the other side of the veil. Right? There was the veil in the old uh, in the, in the temple that kept us apart because we couldn't be we couldn't be in contact with the Holy of Holies because of the because of our sin, right? And so now the veil's been torn and I'm on the other side of the veil. Okay? Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom, freedom how? Freedom to be all that he's called me to be. Amen. <laughs> freedom to be free from all the things that want to drag me down. That want to say who I am. That want to say, you know, my value, all those different things. I can be free. That's right. And we all, with unveiled faces, unveiled. There it is. Right? <laughs> why, why, why are we unveiled faces? There's no veil in the way. That's what that means. <laughs> it's so fun. Right? <laughs> we reflect the glory, the Lord's glory. So when it says we reflect, it's because we're beholding. I'm seeing who He is in the Word. I'm seeing that He loves me. He will never deny me. 
That's his glory. It's his nature. So that comes in handy later when I'm trying to walk on the path, right? It's because I know who he is. I can see who he is. And that's reflecting off of me. So I'm being, I'm aware of it, right? I know who he is. Are being transformed into his image. Being transformed. That's a process. That's not instantaneous. That means I've got, there's something that's going on here, and we all, like, I'm doing something, and then something else is happening, and it's relationship here, and I'm being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, with ever-increasing aspects of his nature reflecting off of me. Amen. So that means going from here to here. Amen? And so that's the path. That's, that's what Dave's talking about, about excellence in all things. I want to walk in the fullness of what he has for me, which is freedom. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Freedom to love Him. Freedom to be free from sin. Burdens things because God's Word is, is so... You know what? The world... I can so... <laughs> my head just goes like that. spins. Because the world wants to say what's right. And here God has said what's right. And every time it's tried, and it, it produces fruit. It's a blessing. Every time I walk in um, peace... I can I can be a peacemaker in arguments if I'm not adversary, right? A kind word turns away wrath. So if I if someone's very angry and it, you know I read some of these uh, management books about um, you know how to deal with strife and is that try to be peaceful in the midst of that. I'm like wow, it's the word that's here to manifest, right? And so I hear all these people talk about how to make your life better, and if you really get down into it, a lot of it is what is lining up with what the, the Lord says. So. I'm kind of getting off track here, so I apologize. Um, but we're transformed into His image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Wow. Okay, so let's go to the next verse, which I think is Romans. And and last time I was here, we talked about um, we talked about setting our mind on things above, right? In Romans 7, it talks about, before Romans 8, it talks about setting my mind on things above. Setting, not focusing on the things that are in front of me, I'm setting my mind on Him. And I'm, I'm allowing that to transform me, not what I see here. Right? So, and then Romans 8, 1, which is like, I should have put it up too. It says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because everything's been paid for. Yeah, but I don't. I'm still down here. I'm still. I'm still off the path. I'm not really walking over. Yeah, everything's been paid for. So, church, here we go. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Yay. Right. And so you received. Uh, it does not make you a slave any longer, but so that you live in fear again, fear of, of condemnation, fear of judgment, fear of anything. You received. You brought about adoption into sonship, daughtership. And by him we cry, Daddy. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. So I receive an inheritance. My Lord. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings. See that part? It's missing. If indeed. That means it's a little uncomfortable. There's a little discomfort. There's sometimes it's not everything isn't going my way. The dog ate my Bible. What is that to God? Does that change the word at all? Does that change who I am and what I've called, what I've been called to? Is that going to see the? We do have an enemy that works against us. We do have uh, the world is is opposed to everything that God stands for. It's 
a friend. It's a, in fact, the word is like the friendship and love of the world is total enmity to God. It's just, it's totally opposite. Jesus says, I come and give, not as the world gives, but from the Father. Right? I come and give you, you don't have to do anything for me, you don't have to pay me anything, it's not conditional, you just receive. I'm giving it to you. You didn't do anything to deserve it, but you can just receive it. That's, that's who he is. And the world says, well, you're going to owe me. Uh, or you're not doing good enough. You, have, you don't quite measure up. And see, that's where we get tripped up. So we start to think, man, I really don't measure up. Man, I really, man, I really am losing my hair. <laughs> or, man, you're really messing this word up, Alan. You know, it's not going, you know, or oh, you're running over. So, so, Okay, so if indeed there is some discomfort in running the, the road, so what does the road look like? Like, as we become Christians, like, awesome, you get a revelation, and like, Lord, I love you, I'm on this path, let's go, I'm ready! Okay, Sharon, let's go for the next one. And this is it, this is the road. Man, it's wide open, it's straight, it's, I mean, in fact, it looks like it's a little downhill to get a good run on it, you know, I've got some good momentum Things are going great. I'm going to speed down this road and, and zoom and then zoop, right up there. <laughs> that's what that says. Or, let's go to the next slide. That's me. Yeah. I'm making great headway down the path. Man, he was just ripping it up. In fact, there he goes. He's out of sight, right? <laughs> it's awesome. Or the next path. Oh, it's amazing. It's so beautiful, everything's amazing, it's so, you know, the vista, it's easy, no one's in the way, everything's great. But really, the next one is kind of more like what my path is. Amen? All by myself, in the woods. (laughs) No clear path. That's where I was. That's where I was when Christ came and died for me. My Lord. So when it says that he died for us, it, like it, Paul says, he came at the perfect time. Before we even knew him, I wasn't doing anything right. And like Ramon said, as we were taking communion, and see, this is why it's so amazing. I'm telling you, God is doing something here at this little church that is just so awesome. Because in the midst of everything that's going on, the roof is still leaking, we can't seem to get, our roofers here to fix the thing, although someone's coming next week, so <laughs> at Faith Church, it's going to get repaired. Praise God. I love that, that that's going on. I love that sometimes guitar strings break and the, you know, the power goes out and can't, because it's, it's not about what it looks like. Right. It's about us coming together as a body saying, Lord, I want to know you. And I'm not going to let the stuff get in the way or be distracting or just come, just to come to church to check off a box. I want to be transformed. Church, I did that for years. I don't want to do that any longer. And that's why God has called me here. It's because this church is growing. God is calling us into something. Even though it may not look like it, I'm seeing, like I said earlier, well, I'm seeing what God is doing here. It's incredible. And so it's, a, it's, it's, it's very exciting. So in the midst of my walk, not doing anything right, Jesus comes, dies for me, cleanses me of all unrighteousness, but I'm still in the woods. And so, <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's a path there. There's poison ivy in there, and ticks and stuff, and all these different things. And you could almost just be like, well, I'm not really motivated to go anywhere, am I? <laughs> but see, then, 
we get around other believers and the word starts to come, we start to get an idea of the path. So let's see the next path, next picture. So here is the path. So off to the right, you see the woods. And this is so fun. This is why I just love how God does this. And I'll wrap it up soon. I know I'm going on. I took these pictures. This is behind the place I used to work. It's about a half a mile down that path. And there's a parking lot. And it's right next to Route 1 in New Jersey, outside of Princeton. Um, it wouldn't think that would be there, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a cool little place. But I would go on these walks. <laughs> I would go on these walks at lunch and talk to God about the things that were going on in my life. And he showed me, he's like, Alan, look at the woods. And I, I did. He goes, but that's not where you're going. I'm showing you the way to go. There's a path. And so, and I turned around and as I looked, he's like, yeah, and you're still not on the path. So what do you need to do to get on the path? You need to step on the path. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> the Lord's like, that's it. That's it. I'm stepping on the path. I'm seeing the way you would have me go. You're, it's so clear in your word. Lord, I'm going to get on your path. So what does that look like? Um, so, and this is really kind of, if, if you take anything away from what I want to share with you, I want you to lay hold of this. Because it's so, see, for years I would search the scriptures. Like, how do I deal with lust? How do I, where, Lord, is it saying? Where's the secret Thing that's going to unlock that thing where I'm not going to have this thing manifest in my heart any longer. I don't want it. I know it's wrong. And every time it comes up, it's like, oh, it's debilitating. And then I oh, go to the Father. Lord, thank you. But see, the path is getting on the path. And so as I began my, um, like, like I was saying earlier too, like Dave um, said, hey, I need discipline in my life. And so I, uh, and also, um, you know, just so you're aware, Dave's not calling the church into something he's not willing to walk into with like diet and exercise. He realized like, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I need to take care of myself. And so to step into that, right? So like, let's say diet um, and or exercise. You know, I want to exercise every day, but I'm not doing it. And so I read this book, this guy, it's kind of fun. But in the book, he says, you want to do exercise? The time to decide you're going to do exercise is right now. It's not tomorrow. It's right now you make the decision right now. And something clicked in my mind because, you know, we have a great precious promises with what the Lord's doing. But he says, today is the day of salvation. Right now is the time. I'm telling you, right now you make the decision. Amen. 20 minutes later, or an hour after you leave this church, you find yourself in a place you realize doesn't line up with that. You're like, oh man, I just made that profession. And now an hour later, here I am in a place like, oh my gosh, I'm off the path. Get back on the way. There is no condemnation. You haven't missed it because you're off the path. The fact that you're even aware of the path is the call of God on your heart. He starts to press down on you. All of a sudden, you can't stop. I'm just going to give in, Lord. I'll get on the... Oh, thank you. But man, I'm not making much headway. My Lord. That doesn't matter, George. I'm telling you. If there is no condemnation, there's no level. Yeah, but Alan, you're way further down the path than me. Yeah, but I was on this path here. See what I mean? We're all walking a path with Him. And it takes my relationship with him. So that the key is realizing at every moment I can get back on the path. So I'm working on my diet. 
And uh, 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 I go two days on the diet, and then bam, I can't, you know, whatever. I find myself, I think sometimes, and this has happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to everybody else, all of a sudden you're like, you know, you're like, what? How, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this get into my hand? Like, what am I doing? And see, the old Alan would be like, oh, well, might as well just yeah. But now I'm just like, what? <laughs> Back on the path. Back on the, yeah, but you just messed up. Yeah, I know I just messed up. But see, I have a Lord who's made everything okay and calls me to the altar and says, be, and I say, be lifted high. Oh no, I'll never leave you. I will not fear and there is power. All the songs we just sang about come to the altar, stand until receive. Yeah, but God, yeah, I'm not looking at that, Alan. So here we have a father. See, this is what I, I, People at work, there's some guys that like Jesus. committed atheists, and they're like, "What's so special about your God?" I'm like, oh, "I'll tell you what's special about him. Is that every time, every place, he's like, come out in the midst of totally off in the woods of you know, I didn't even might have been fun to take a picture from in the woods to the path. Like, man, that's how far? How did I get in here so deep? Right there, come worship me. Come to me. Oh, okay, Lord, I'm here. But see." Over time, all of a sudden, that that deviation off the path, it gets less and less. All of a sudden, you're on the path. Now, see, when I talked about last time about grace transforming me, I have to, that grace comes when I'm off the path. And I'm like, man, I just blew it. I just blew my diet big time. I'm like, get back on the path. And I'm back on the diet. You're like, yeah, but I've blown it 20 times in the last month. Well, that's better than not being on the path, brother. Amen? And all of a sudden, like, yeah, but it's only 10 times that month. Praise God. See, if there's no measure and I'm not being condemned, my getting on the path is the place of declaring He's Lord. He's in the midst of that, in the trial. And so, as in the midst of the trial, I'm having relationship with Him right in that place. That's who your God is. My Lord. So, (laughs) that kind of relationship, man, that starts to get established in your heart as we practice that. Now, I can go to church like I said, 30 years, and praise God, shops good on Sunday, praise God brother, and, and, and you know, and believe me, not saying you're not saved, not saying but I've, all of a sudden I realized, like, I don't want to live there anymore. No, no. I like being free. Right. I like being at peace. That's right. I like waking up in the day, I like laying my head on my pillow and going right to sleep. Amen. I'm not really worried about it. I'm not bragging about that. I'm just saying that the Lord is doing something in my heart where I'm just constantly laying at His feet, constantly, constantly get back on the path. So get knocked off the path, get back on the path. And all of a sudden, there's things that start to change, and your dog eats your Bible. Which I mean, I had this thing recovered. Let me just show you because it, I it got ripped off, and I spent all this money to get it recovered. It's a special thing on the front, you know, Jesus is Lord, <laughs> right? And this Bible on the path. And then the dog rips it up, and you realize, man, that hurts. I'm wounded, but I'm angry, but all right. You know what? Jesus is Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. So let's see the next slide. <laughs> there, I'm on the path. And it, man, it looks so wide, it looks so easy. But another thing to keep in mind here is there's nobody else around. Now, we have brothers that come alongside and run, but I am responsible for my heart. I am responsible. No one else is responsible for me walking around. I can have people come along and add to me, praise God. In fact, 
Uh, you know, started running with Tim like 20 years ago, and my life is different because of him. Because he would say, hey brother, how you doing? Oh, I'm not doing so good. Oh, and encourage me to get back on the path. But I didn't, I didn't understand what I know now, what I'm trying to say now about like, just get back on the path. Yeah. Amen. There's no condemnation. I didn't miss it. I didn't, I didn't break some relational thing with the Lord. He's so much bigger than that. Your God is so awesome. Like I was telling Josh this week, like how amazing is our God that in the midst of missing it, breaking his law, he comes to you. I love you. I love you. I'm drawing you closer to me. Come to me. He must love us. Amazing. I'm telling you he does. Because <laughs> here I am. Because here I am. All the times I went off the path, here I am. I'm here today. Preaching the gospel. Come on. You could have said years ago, like, there's no way. There's no way you love me. But here I am. Amen. It's fun. So let's see the next, the last verse. Which, Abby, <laughs> see what great love the Father has lavished on us. That we should be called children of God. That He loves you so. Well, I don't feel loved by God. I don't feel loved. But look at that. Look at what Jesus did. For God so loved the world. That's the I love you of God. That is Him saying, I love you. He could, in fact, I don't think He could say it any other way. Because even if a voice boomed from heaven, I love you, you could say, well, I didn't hear that right. Or that really wasn't Him speaking. Or I didn't hear it. But I know who Jesus is. And I see what he's done. He has lavished his love on me, and I'm now his son. <laughs> and that is what I am. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know him, dear friends. So don't be don't be distracted by what the world says. Ah, you'll never get there. You'll never finish that diet. I had someone tell me, um, Hannah, my daughter, it was kind of funny, she was kind of joking. She was like, Dad, you know, I'm a little concerned about what you're eating and this and that. And as you, you know, as you get older catch up with you a little bit. So I was like, all right. She's like, you shouldn't eat French fries. I'm like, okay. This is 2017. I was like, I won't eat French fries. By March, I was eating French fries. And she was like, ah. <laughs> And so this last uh, New year, she happened to be there. And I was like, all right, Hannah. This year, 2018, I am not eating French fries. But so I didn't let the last time I went off the path affect. See what I mean? Right. I'm still you know what I mean? And here it is, March something, third, fourth. I'm not eating French fries. But see, I understand because I'm putting that in the brackets. I wonder if I did anymore. Would that be a condemnation? So, if the benefit of me not eating French fries is I have too much, whatever that is, you know, the oil or, you know, I don't even think they're really that bad for you. But... <laughs> How could something that tastes so good? <laughs> But see, if the goal is to not have that fat in my heart and everything like that, to, to lower that cholesterol level, my eating one french fry doesn't take away from all that I've already done and what I will do. Like, oh man, I can't believe this even got my hand. Praise God. I'm just going on with this. Amen? And so, <laughs> instead of trying to live this perfect thing, how about I just live this relational thing? That's Amen? That's a lot easier to, to walk out. I like that a lot better. So, so everyone who sins breaks the law, which I've broken a lot. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared. And this is the part where we get to. So that he might take away our sins. So that he might. The sins are forgiven by his blood. But he might take away. 
He's taking those things away from me. Oh, how? Through relationship in Him. No one who lives in Him. Set your heart on things above, right? Be guided by the Spirit out of Romans 8, as I was talking about. I'm guided by the Spirit. If I live in Him, there's no way I can keep on sinning. Amen. So when I'm sinning, I'm just not living in Him. <gasps> oh, okay, get back on that. No condemnation. Father, thank you for loving me. In fact, that's why I was saying, I've said it before. I feel like I feel like I preach the same message. Because it's 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 all one. This is like, oh man, I messed up. Lord, Father, I thank you for loving me. I don't even I've got a point where I'm not even asking for forgiveness. I am forgiven. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for sending your son. I see that that thing that I was doing, that is so not what you called me to. Lord, you're calling me higher, and I just receive. See, when I'm when I'm praying that way. Again, it was ripped out of my Bible, but I know it by heart. First John 1 John 1.9. Confess your sin. Why is that important? I'm calling it sin. I'm saying, that's sin. That's not you, Lord. You're calling me higher. That's the world. I don't want that. I want you. Yeah, but you just did that. Yeah, I know. I'm turning my heart to you and I'm back on the path. And I'm declaring, Lord, that you're... That's running the race. Yeah. That's getting excellence in all things. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I, I mean, Ann and I were joking how we are not warning people at all. I'm getting up early. I'm praying, working out. I'm doing. And Tim even said it's kind of fun. I'm bragging really. Tim was like, "Brother, you're totally different." You know, it's fun when your friend that you've been running with for years is like, "Brother, there's something going on in your life." Come on, it's so fun. So, and I said it, John three sixteen. So that that little thing on the bottom is one reminder to me to say that for God so loved the world. So, if we have such great promises. And a father who loves us so much that he's willing to come and right where we're at, off the path, on the path, I can have a relationship that's taking me higher. Amen? So, Mary, I want you guys to come up. Um, one thing that I've, I just want to encourage you is if the Lord's putting something on your heart right now, if, as I was talking, if there's some part of the message that touched you, you're like, man, he's speaking right to me. That's the Holy Spirit putting his finger on your heart. Amen. So Amen. take that to him and say, Lord, what do you want? Show me what my heart is. Show me. Lord, I want to receive what you have for me. I don't want to just come and listen and be, as Ramon said, a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. So Lord, show me practically what I can do to start to step into the very thing that you're calling me to, which is excellence in all things. Higher. Right? being transformed by who he is. So that as I walk, I could actually go through a situation and not respond like the world, but respond like Jesus would respond. Amen? And that is the gospel. That's preaching the gospel. And see, that's why I don't want to try to make some, work up something to try to sell you something. I want to talk out of the very thing that's going on in my life. So you look at me and you can come to ask me about the thing. I mean, there's a lot of things I've been walking through. You could ask me and I could tell you this is what the Lord's doing in my heart. If He did it for me, He'll do it for you. Amen. 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 Alright. So we're going to have the. Amen. That was an awesome word. Amen. We needed that. We needed that. Amen. Um, but I sense in my spirit that the Lord wants to break us free. Amen. All of us struggle with sin. We all struggle with different things. Amen. 
And God wants to break us free. Amen. Um, Alan talked about uh, seeing a difference from his reaction to the dog from his childhood to how he reacted now. He didn't even realize how God made a change in his life. Amen. I've experienced something this week where I would usually fall for a certain thing, but just this week I just couldn't do it. And I, and I began to praise God because I thanked him. Because I know that it was a change in me. And it wasn't something that I changed. Amen. It was something that the Lord changed. And when God delivers. You're, you're set free. It's just a matter of whether you're going to go back to it. But when God sets you free. You're free indeed. Amen. Amen. So I just believe that type of anointing is up here now at the altar. That when you come to the altar. That there will be a breaking in the spirit. That there will be. Uh, a freedom in your spirit when you leave here. It's just a matter of maintaining your freedom. A lot of times we return back to, and even and sometimes we don't even feel the pull to go back to it. We just go back to it because I mean, out of habit, we go back to things because we're just comfortable with it. But the Lord is so powerful and He has set us free a long time ago. Amen. So I just ask that you, if you feel like you just uh, walk in, you want to walk in that excellence, amen? And you need the power of God to do so. I encourage you to come to the altar and be free, amen? Be free in Jesus' name, amen, amen. And the truth of the matter, if you are bound, you are not free. You're controlled, amen? So we just ask that you will come to the altar if you need prayer, if you heard something that spoke to you, Alan said, you can make your way to the altar. Amen. Amen. And, you know, this word, this was the gospel. So for those who um, have not yet uh, received Christ as their personal Savior, if you have not made him Lord over your life, now is the time that you can come, give the Lord your heart. Amen. Give the Lord your, 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 your everything. You can do that right now. If you um, feel like you were convicted by the word. Or you felt like there were some things that you need to deal with. But you just don't have the power to do so. Amen. You can make your way down to the altar to receive Christ. He's waiting with open arms. Amen. He loves us so much. Amen. And he, he, he will never let us go. He'll never give up on us. He's always pulling on us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, young man, you, you want to give your life to the Lord? Okay, y'all just want prayer. Okay. Amen. Amen. Okay, we're going to pray for that. Alright. Prayer. Is there anybody that want to give their life to the Lord? Want to give your life to the Lord? Okay. Alright. Amen. Let's rejoice, God. Hallelujah, 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 did the word speak to anybody today, I just, just raise your hand if you feel like the word spoke to you, amen, amen, alright, so we know because we heard the word, we're going to apply the word to our lives, amen, and we're going to leave here knowing that we heard from the Lord. And therefore, we're going to put that word to action. Amen. And remember, it's not about doing, it's not about, you know, us working so hard and trying to 
cross every T and dot every I, but it's about allowing the Spirit of God to do it in us. Amen. We can't do it on our own. And I hear Alan say all the time, invite the Spirit of God in. And invite them in your situation. Even when you don't put yourself in something that you had no business putting yourself in. You can invite the Lord in even at that moment. Amen. Even when you might feel like you have a struggle or, or, or a desire to use drugs or look at pornography or get caught up in the crowd. Those may be your desires. To, you know, you may even want to just eat whatever you want. Those may be your desires. But in the midst of the temptation... Ask the Lord to come on in. God, I worship you. God, I need you. I can't do this on my own. I need you, Lord. Amen. And it's not easy to do that. But I've recently, I've been doing that lately. And it's so hard to do. But once you begin to uh, uh, worship the Lord and say, Lord, come on in. I want to be what you call me to be. I want to do what you call me to do. I can't keep going in these same vicious cycles. So here I am, God. And I need your help. I need your power. I need to reflect your glory. Come on in, God. Have your way. Hallelujah. You begin to see a change take place in your life. Amen. So we're going to pray for those who want prayer at this time. Amen.